the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, this is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Morgan Levine. What a pleasure to talk to this guy and see this guy on Zoom, Chip Ingram of uh, Living on the Edge. Of course, we hear him here at Faith Talk Atlanta. Chip, how are you? Uh, We're hanging in there. It's uh, an intense time here in California with coronavirus, but Teresa and I are healthy and we're doing well. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear that you guys are healthy. How are the kids? Now, I know they're not all there, right? In California, aren't they spread out? Yeah, I have three of my adult kids and 10 of my grandkids uh, within about 30 minutes uh, here in California. And then my other son is in Nashville. Uh, he's, he's great in Nashville, no sickness. My others, it's hard. We can't see our grandkids. One, we don't know if it's the flu or the virus, but one had everyone. Is, my young son is a pastor. Everyone in his family had the flu for mm. or whatever for four days. And then my daughter has little ones and they've had temperatures so not knowing what's going on uh, and not being we have to stay in our home. So, uh, you know, we're FaceTiming with grandkids, but all, all the kids are are doing well. Uh, the reality, I have a son who's a, uh, you know, physical therapist. And so he has a, his clinic and about 25 or 26 employees. He had to lay off mm, half of them wow. in the first week. And then now he's laying off other people. So, I mean, it's really up close. Uh, my son, who's a, a pastor, you know, they're streaming everything and trying mm-hmm. to figure out and in the middle of the last stream, you know, it didn't work. So there's a lot of challenges. Um, my daughter, if you can imagine four kids, uh, six and under mm. uh, in the house all day for 10 days. <laughs> my gracious. I, I pray for her. Oh, help Annie, Lord. But, <laughs> but they've got good attitudes and um we are seeing some really good things happen in the midst of it all around here. People are caring for one another, and God's doing some good stuff. We're talking to Chip Ingram from Living on the Edge. We really should call it Chip Ingram living in the epicenter. You said that's where you are in California is the epicenter of of the coronavirus there in California. Yeah, it's us on this coast. And, of course, everyone's read about New York. They have very similar and even multiplying more. But um, so it is. it is – it is eerie. It is like almost a science fiction, you know, you get on the streets and there's no cars, more people are out walking. Uh, you, you see a little bit of bad behavior, but you also see a lot of people reaching out, caring for one another, mm-hmm. delivering stuff. Um, the churches are united. They started a thing called if my people and all the churches are fasting, not all, but I mean, there's a movement in the Bay area. And uh, so on Wednesday, yesterday, we fasted for breakfast and lunch and then came together uh, and all the individual churches to pray. So uh, we at Living on the Edge, we've really boosted every, you know, we pray every day as a staff from all over the country anyway. But we have um, we have upped it and we're seeing God answer prayers. Speaking of upping it, I noticed that you've started a Living on the Edge devotional series on social media and on your website. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, that has that was really interesting. Like everyone else, I mean, you know, we know you always start with theology. Mm-hmm. Our God is good. Our God's in control. Uh, he's not surprised. He's never the author of evil, but he allows things in a fallen world. So he always brings good out of them. So it was, Lord, literally eight, nine days ago, early morning meeting, Lord, what would you have us to do? And for years and years, I've had people say, Chip, would you, you know, could you mentor me or would you disciple me? Would you do for me what that bricklayer did for you? And so we literally stopped all of our broadcasts, put stuff on all the broadcasts that were about helping people in their journey. I choose peace from Philippians 4. And then I just went on and said, I'll do that. And so I've I got a camera set up here and um, literally, and it's not a Bible study. It's not like, okay, here's how to study the Bible. All that we learn right. that. What I found is most people don't know how to meet with God. So it's everything from, okay, I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, I'm going to journal, I'm going to meditate. How do you actually meet with God? And we're going to go for three weeks and cultivate that habit. So Morgan, it is, it's been amazing. I just take my hat off to our team. And we've had, I think even the first day we had like 25,000 people join us. Wow. And uh, it's just a little, it's every time it's less than 10 minutes. And here's what I say to people. Look, you're not traveling. There's no good ball games. Your kids can't go to school. <laughs> you know, you, you've always said, if I only had more time with God, and so we'll do this. And, and, I'm, and I'm asking them to do it first. And I said, I will never talk more than 10 minutes. And it's pretty interactive. And then if you'll give me at least 10 minutes, you can go longer. And if you'll, for three weeks, build this habit, uh, it, it really changed the course of my life. And, um, and then the other thing we knew was that we, we know from research, uh, secular research, if families eat together, I mean, their SAT scores, their unity, their marriages are better, their health is better. And so we created also, we call it mealtime conversations right. because everyone says they want that to happen. And now you, you got it, whether you like it or not. And sometimes, I mean, it's, it, it's not that good. Uh, and I have a close friend in Singapore who is really connected to um, China. And they're having like 300 divorce applications a day wow. in, in Wuhan. And they're blaming it on the coronavirus. I mean, people were stuck in houses with each other. And it's like, you know, I can't stand you. Uh, the divorce, I just read in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, um, applications for divorce are up 50 percent mm. uh, in New York right now. And so we, cr- we created, it's a really simple thing, but it's fun and it will help families or couples or roommates actually have some conversations in a really positive way that draw them closer to each other and closer to the Lord. So uh, we're trying to, you know, I call it, you know, for those of you old school, I want to do a spiritual judo move. I, I want to take this evil <laughs> and, and I, I want to just flip that thing and say, wow, what what would God do if people develop the habit of meeting with him before anything else and hearing his voice and families started eating together? You know, that changed everything in my life. I didn't grow up as a Christian, so those were very new things for me. And we did them all those years growing up, very imperfectly, of course. But uh, I look back and think it, it really was the core of anything that is, God's ever done in me. Chip Ingram from Living on the Edge. What do you think of this uh, new way of, uh, of doing church, streaming and, and, and from home? You know, I think one is that we will value face-to-face like never before when we get through this. 
Mm-hmm. And two, I think it will change um, the way, rather than just church, I think it's going to change the way we think about how to help people. I mean, one of the things we saw was, uh, you know, everything we're doing obviously is digital. And now we're creating ways where people can interact. And I, I've seen all across America, you, you know, someone the church has always been built for innovation in the core of crisis. Uh, I mean, um, if you if you think about even the early church, uh, Rodney Stark wrote a book called The Triumph of Christianity, sociologist, and he's not making a spiritual comment of why the church mushroomed. Uh, by the year 313 uh, A.D., 33 million out of 60 million people living were followers of Christ. Mm. And, and his research is not the Holy Spirit or the Bible. His was sociologically what how could you ever explain that? And he talks about these uh, pandemics, these diseases where that wiped out cities of hundreds of thousands or a million, and people would flee to the hills, and the only people who stayed in the city were believers. Mm. And they nursed people back to health. Uh, they actually were deemed martyrs as they gave their life for others. And he said, you know, in the first 300 years, what you have is a society that major population centers, the only people left were either people who survived that were loved by Christians, Christians who survived, or people who come back to a city that it was held up. So I, I pray that we would be those kind of believers right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I heard of a, uh, of a, of a, of a pastor or a priest. I don't have all the information, but just this morning who in Italy, I had a ventilator and, uh, 72s, you know, critical issue and a stranger got the virus he gave it to him wow and um and and he died Mm. and so i I think i think one of the perspectives you know and forgive me i'm not going to go too theologically on you but if now is all there is then life really is a big crapshoot i mean Mm -hmm. it really is Mm -hmm. but if in fact now is a portion of the great the, the, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about there's a line and the dot and, and our time on earth is like a little dot and the line is eternity. If we really are made for forever, and that's that longing and why we're never, ever fully satisfied with money or wealth or looks or whatever. Um, we, we like few have the ability to love people. And I don't mean this in a grandiose way, but without fear of losing our life. And, and, and again, never tritely and, you know, the heartache of losing loved ones. But for those of us that know the Lord Jesus, we are ushered instantly into his presence. And, mm. and so we, we, you know, and, and I think there's a pretty big thing happening for us as believers about what are the pillars of your trust? You know, when the job goes and when the 401k is evaporating and, you know, a lot of people don't even have any savings, um, wow, what, what holds you up? And I think it's now you turn to the character of God, the promises of God. Yeah. That is so good. Chip Ingram, Living on the Edge. It's good to talk with you, Chip. Livingontheedge.org. Check out his stuff on Faith Talk Atlanta. In fact, one of the messages uh, in Anxious Moments, part one and part two, good stuff uh, to keep us going uh, as we are all socially isolated in this pandemic. Chip, thank you so much. We'd like to catch up with you in a week or two and see how you're doing and everything else. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Morgan Levine. And I'm Chip Ingram. And it's a thrill to be with you. Be (laughs) safe, Atlanta. Thanks, Chip. We'll be back.